Okay, hello. We're here. <laughs> this is uh, Talk Comics to Me time. It's it's Thursday. It's April. April 6th? April 7th. 7th, yeah. Time is just flying by. Um, I'm Champ, I'm Champ Champenstein. Champ Champenstein. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. <laughs> and... I have nothing good, nothing bad. Everything's terrible. Are there anything? Nope. I'm healed. <laughs> I'm a perfect human being again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you you start us off on some comic talk then. Well, let's rant and rave. Let's do it. Okay. I have Jim Henson's The Storyteller Shapeshifters. This is story uh, two out of four, I believe. Yeah, four. Um, and I'm going to start this off by saying this is easily my favorite book this week. It was absolutely beautiful. So this was written by Darcy Little Badger, who after I read this, I ended up looking up a bit more about them because it's such a beautiful story. And I wanted to see what else they did. They did a lot of stories, but the one that I feel like people would know them most for is the Marvel Voices, the indigenous one. Um, they did some stories in that so yeah I'm so pretty sure I follow them on Twitter <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised because the name sounded familiar and I know like off the top of my head I can't think of any of the other things that they've written but I know I have read other things by them <clears throat> um the artist is uh Alexandra Fastovitz I think I'm saying that right I'm not sure probably wrong we'll see um, but basically this is about a girl named Rose who is a, I don't know how I'm pronouncing this right other, Lipan Apache, Lipan Apache, uh, correct I me, please. I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> Someone, um, but basically she has the gift of dancing and it just, the story is told in four different parts where when she's little, as she gets older, as an adult and then as an old woman and it just shows her throughout her life and it explains a lot of things about her uh culture and the tradition of dancing within it and all that kind of stuff but the shapeshifter part of the story is um she befriends these reeds on the edge of the water and when she meets them they're like children like human children and stuff and they also dance and it's with them she feels like she can dance without being judged by anyone or have it taken away from her so as she gets older when she goes back home to visit she visits her read friends and they grow up with her and stuff um but there was one line in here like I told you I cried while reading this yeah and it was just because of this this part here where the dog so the the old man is the storyteller and he's telling all these stories to his dog and the dog says, I won't read that because it spoils a part, but the old man responds to the dog's question with, in Rose's lifetime and the lifetimes of her mother, great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother, her homeland was stolen and stripped of life. Even now her people struggle. And the dog says, that's terrible. And he says, yes, but they survive. They always survive. And it was just, when you read the story and having him say that, it just broke me. Yeah. It's very 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 good and the art is really good too and it ends in a happy way in a, in a certain sense but at the same time like 
all of these stories are very sad. And so, yeah, it's, but this one is my favorite out of all of the storyteller ones that I have read, including the one about Loki. And it's just because of the significance of the story. Yeah. So I am going to make you borrow this because I, I don't want to be the only one who has read this one. I can't believe more people don't read these stories because they're just so good. Yeah. I think it's not like, I think it's something that kind of just like falls to the wayside just because it's like, it feels like it'd be cliche, I suppose. And that Mm -hmm. like, it wouldn't be something that would be like really good, but I mean, you have seemingly enjoyed like every single one a lot. Right. And there's, there's obviously ones that I like more than others and some that I just don't really like, but I don't know the fact that there's like four stories for every arc, I guess. And they all have to do with certain things in different mythologies and different cultures and stuff. And then like this one, for example, the Lipan Apache, they had a Lipan Apache writing it. And so I think that just makes the story so much stronger. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I really, really enjoy them. I think a lot of people are put off by the fact that it's like a Jim Henson story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's, like, it seems like it'd be cliche. Right. And that's why I didn't at first either, but I had just, I was randomly flipped through one. I think it was the Ghost series. And I just read one and was like, oh my God, this is actually really fun. So it was probably, I think it was that one that Michael Walsh did the cover for. I, I, think so and I know that um do you remember that person that I went to high school with who did that variant cover for sex criminals Hmm. they did one of the stories in the sirens series and so that was what made me want to pick it up to begin with because I was reading more about what odd did and I was like oh they've actually they wrote and illustrated that one whole issue and so I just randomly, <clears throat> yeah, picked one up and absolutely loved it. And I want more people to read them because I think they are, they're very good. They're heartwarming and they're full of rich history and they're just, they're very good. All right. Well, that's all I got on that. All right. That was like, that was a lot. And I'm really glad. Like, I feel like liked it. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that, I had a lot to say about that one because <laughs> I was very very excited about it and it made me realize like how much I've learned about other cultures from reading these books all right that's good that's that's all I've got okay okay uh I guess we'll go every other because that makes sense yeah I was gonna say I forgot I had this other one so yeah we'll just do that uh I have devil's reign this is issue number six this is six of six Though I do believe there is a uh, Omega, like a, they always got the Omegas, <laughs> a Devil's Reign Omega for whatever reason. Even though this is the conclusion, it's fine. I'll, they have to have an epilogue. <laughs> I'll read it. Um, so yeah, this just ends the Devil's Reign mini series. Uh, I don't like. I don't know. I I didn't hate the story. I didn't really necessarily like it. It was just kind of like there. It just felt like a story. It felt like a Marvel story. The art was really great. I did like that a lot. Like the colors are like beautiful. It's not it's just yeah. It's like it was Fisk and Daredevil going at each other's throats 
and the conclusion brings us up to the new daredevil issue number one um spoilers for people uh daredevil and electra leave new york city they're going to take on the fist or the hand um and luke cage becomes the mayor oh so that actually did happen yeah that that variant is a spoiler variant Okay, well, I didn't know if he actually did or if he was, like, running and that was, like, part of his campaign. <laughs> no, he was actually running. And okay. He so won. He actually, okay. He won because Daredevil caught Fisk and turned him into the police for controlling the whole city. There's a lot that goes on in this issue, but. How do you feel about Luke Cage becoming the mayor? I don't care. You don't care? Okay. okay. I like, I, yeah, the, it's cool, but like, I just, I just le- legitimately, I just don't care. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Okay. I mean, that's I, fair. I, I feel bad. Cause it's just like, yeah, I think it's cool. It's like, it's whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I don't really read any other superhero books. So Luke Cage becoming the mayor of New York doesn't affect me until they get a good writer on Luke Cage book and give me a good Luke Cage book, I suppose. Are you going to be reading the new Daredevil? Yes. Okay. It's the same creative team. I did enjoy like a lot of that Daredevil run. It's just, I don't, I don't feel like they need to start at number one again. I suppose in like, the scheme of things, the fact that they're leaving New York, the fact that there's two of them and it's going to be like a different focus, but like at the same time, it's like, it's, it's still, it's still daredevil. Mm-hmm. That's why you have like, you know, story arcs. Yeah. I was wondering about that too, because I obviously don't read daredevil and I didn't read devil's reign at all because I don't read daredevil. But <clears throat> I hate when they restart to issue number one. But I do feel like this makes more sense since it is like a, a different story, I guess. But the fact that it's the same creative team also kind of trips me up. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's what fucks me up too. And then it's just like kind of confusing in the box to the fact that I'm like, okay, well, now I'm going to have to get like dividers that are yeah. like, oh, Daredevil. Zdarsky, uh, whatever, 2018, when he started Daredevil mm-hmm. the first time, and it's like Daredevil Zdarsky in 2022. It's... I'll make you some because I have a bunch of those plastic ones. I bought a pack of them and I don't use them all. So, and just, you know, put a mad face on it. Okay, I will. Uh, it'll just take up the whole thing so you won't notice it until you pull it out. <laughs> Me just like, Mm-hmm. or my disapproving face yeah your disapproving face <laughs> again we gotta find that photo again soon mm-hmm. haven't used it in a while and yeah. i've been needing it <laughs> okay go ahead all right um i have nottingham this is issue number six this is um the start of a new story arc 
and it, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just the sheriff of Nottingham going after Robin Hood and keeping him from doing Robin Hood things. <clears throat> um, it's a bit more dense in this issue than it was like in the, in the first story arc. There's a lot more going on. Um, I'm going to have to read up on some of the historical accuracies of this because it's a lot about like Prince Edward and like King John and how they're one of them which I can't remember now is being held captive and there's there's just a lot going on and I know I've read the story Isn't of it, it Prince, Prince, John, Prince John's the one who's kidnapped I think so see and that's where I kept getting confused because the art while being really good was also kind of confusing because all of the nobles kind of look the same in here and I don't mm -hmm. know if that was done on purpose or or not but yeah, so I kept getting confused as to like who was who within the book, but I, I mean, I, I really do still enjoy this and I do, you know, I like this kind of shit. So of course I'm going to read it. Um, but yeah, just new story arc following the same, same people, but just a, a different task for them to do. Sorry. It, yeah, it, it was, it was king john of second of france was the ransom okay and that's and it, was, and it was an event during the hundred years war between france right. and england yeah because that had something to do with henry the seventh right or i mean i I'm, I'm literally just reading a synopsis of a, a, a wikipedia article right now <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll look which into is more which so is I not can... telling me that much yeah um, I'll look into it a little bit more so I can be more thorough when I'm trying to explain like what the next issue is because it's that whole situation that is the catalyst for the events in this book. So yes, I will, I, I'll be more informative next time. Be smarter. No, I'll be smarter. And this, like I said, this is all stuff that I've read before. Like I know all this. Like That was a joke. I'm, I think you're smart. I'm... <laughs> I can be. Uh, in this instance today, I'm not because my memory is terrible recently. So I'll take notes next time. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will talk about Batman Beyond. This is Nero. Nero? <laughs> this is Neo Year One. Just tried to mix some words mm -hmm. together. And this very nice Christian Ward cover that I, I really like. I wish it was foil. It would mm -hmm. be very, very sick foil variant. <laughs> yeah, that actually would be really cool. I need the shiny, baby. I think every Christian Ward cover or like art should have some sort of foil to it. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. Um, This is just a new... Batman Beyond story, I, I, I don't think I'll add this to my pull file. I basically got this because of the cover. It was really cool. Um, and I was like, well, I'll just check it out and see. And it gave me a little like nostalgia because I like Batman Beyond, but it's just, he is trying to infiltrate, um, Gotham but he needs to do it without technology so that he cannot be like detected mm -hmm. so let's 
Is that a, is that an ongoing or is I it? I think it's I think it's only a mini, but I don't remember off the top of my head, honestly. Okay. Because I kind of went back and forth on whether or not I wanted to get that issue, but I just have way too many Batman books right now. And yeah, and that's how I felt like after reading it. It's just like I I like the art well enough. I like the color the colors a lot, but it's just who's writing it um there are it is colin kelly and jackson lansing Hmm. okay and i know that we've we've read a couple books by them before like separately or together Mm -hmm. but i can't remember what they are off the top of my head yeah the names sound familiar but i i wouldn't be able to tell you yeah so it's like not bad but just not not what i need right now i don't need another batman book I completely understand. There's too many at the moment. Our walls say so. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So next we have uh, Little Monsters. This is issue number two. We get a little like background into how, how things kind of began for the kids. And then we're also seeing how things end for the kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a little bit more information on them as a group and kind of separately and how they've been functioning as they are or were. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this. Yeah, I actually like, I like this more than the first issue, I think. And mm-hmm. I, I I didn't get a chance to read it on Tuesday, which is unfortunate because people are asking me about it on Wednesday and it was just like I only got to read the read the first few pages where it's like kind of showing what happens mm-hmm. and I feel like that might have done a disservice yeah I because uh, I feel like the flow of the issue and like everything that happens and the like narration really like all to like fully make the issue right I was gonna say the narration of it is so so good and I don't know why like I always doubt the direction of the story. Like when I first read, because I agree, I think the second issue is so much better. Um, but it's because Lemire always does his books like that, where you're, here's an idea and let's just fucking do it. So yeah, the narration of this one, the way that it, it builds into the very mm-hmm. last page and the, the event that happens is just, I, I felt on edge while reading it. Cause I was like, I know something's coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's it. You kind of know something's coming, and yeah, there is something about like the way Lemire writes books, where it's just like, mm. but yeah, the first one I think it like was it was good, but I think the reason it stumbled was just because of it. It was just an introduction. It was just like that flash of just like, okay, this is the world. Here we are. If you're these kids, like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then like here, it matters, but it like this is the point where you get the like substance Mm -hmm. or the start of the substance very good storyteller (laughs) yeah yeah foolish foolish never doubt yep (laughs) all right i'm going to talk about both of these just kind of right off um this is the x-force annual and then this is x-force 27 uh i have to do these together otherwise i will forget what happens in each issue. So the annual sees um, X-Force going on a mission 
quite a broad um, sent by Beast, but for all the wrong reasons. And Emma kind of is interrogating Beast to get more information out of him about what is happening. Um, as we've stated before, Beast is a, a dick. Um, yeah, he sucks. He, yeah, he sucks. So then let me just kind of flip through here real quick so I can remember. Okay, so then X-Force 27, Beast is holding um, a meeting, I guess, with the, the council and Sage kind of steps in to um, talk about giving Red Omega a, or <laughs> Omega Red. I, which one is it? Why can I not? Omega Red. Okay. Why did I just say it? Red. red I don't know why you just said Red yeah, Omega. Was I was like, is that a new character? No, I said Red Omega and then was like, that's not right. And then I said <laughs> Omega Red and was like, that's not right. Because I said, yeah. Anyway. You so know what? Either way, it's a dumb fucking name. It is. Because we also have Kid Omega, which is why I said it like that. That's what it was. Because he's also in here. Um. So anyway, they're talking to the council about what they think needs to be done with Omega Red, whether it's, you know, exile or um, giving him another chance, because that's their whole thing is rehabilitating, giving them another chance, giving them the option to help. And in the midst of all that, your pal, what? Your pal. Sure. Well, that's, that's not what what the United States says about the prison system too. No. Okay. So let me rephrase that. Um, Sage says that if this is what we're truly wanting to do, then this is where we need to start. Um, This is where we can start making amends and stuff. So it's a whole thing. It's interesting. Um, But also um, Cerebro goes missing. Gone. The helmet? Yes. Okay. And a couple bad things happen in here. I don't want to, I don't want to like spoil too much because I don't know who all is reading X-Force that may be listening to this, but there's some stuff that goes down. Someone dies, someone gets hurt. The helmet goes missing and Owen actually dies. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, Omega Red is potentially being rehabilitated for life on Krakoa. So in short, that is what's happening. For life on Krakoa. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> uh all right. I'm gonna follow it up with a couple number ones, independent number ones. Uh a couple books I got all mixed up the other day. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start off with <laughs> Yep. Okay. Alice Ever After. This is issue number one. Uh this is about Alice as an Alice from Alice in Wonderland as an adult. She has an addiction to these pills that she she and most children had to take as a, or at least her siblings had to take as a child and eventually like didn't want the pills anymore, but she was still somehow addicted to them. And these pills sent her to Wonderland for like a short amount of time. Uh, with these pills comes kind of just like a shitty boyfriend who ends up getting killed and like a lot of stuff is happening within this book, but I, I liked it. I can't like tell you if I like, I'll have to see within the next issue for sure. But like the art, the art and colors were like so good. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It was like illustrated by Giorgio Spalletta and Dan Dan Posian. That's the writer. I probably fucked that up really bad. Can I see their names? I don't know. Can you? Penosian and Giorgio Spalletta. Penosian Spalletta. Yeah. And then Giorgio Spalletta and Dan Penosian. And then Fabian Mascolo. Fabiana Mascolo. Okay, I can't see that backwards very well. I that's, had a hard time seeing because it didn't focus very well. So I think I think that's right, but yeah, also no, not the best at pronouncing names. Yeah. We, we you said Scoot Snyder last week. Or two. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I enjoyed this. I like I said I just don't. I don't know because I feel like the subject matter could go either way and it feels it always I always have weird feelings about stories like these anyway mm-hmm. yeah I, I just got I didn't read it myself I I think I do want to read the first issue just just to read it but the description of that did not make me very comfy so yeah no the description also made me very uncomfy but I I decided to go with it and I am glad I did because it didn't it didn't feel like the description that I read for it. Uh, and, and then, yes, it did have cute little kitty cats. Yeah, I was going to say, show them. <laughs> They're up at the top. The cute little kitty cats on the, the top corners of some of the pages. I, you can't really s- clearly see them, so I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. They are very small, so my webcam can't really pick them you up got an idea though and this one especially like you can see something at the top of the page yeah but you're also getting a glimpse at the art which i i really did enjoy a lot yeah it is really good but yeah uh i think it's a, a good first issue to like check out and i do think that you probably would enjoy it because they do say in the solicit that it would be for fans of like those Maria Lovett books and Mm -hmm. I can see why they say that but I feel like this is different (laughs) but who knows as it goes on is it does it have like a steampunk feel to it not necessarily because it's also it takes place in that time okay so it's not like they're dressing like steampunky or anything it's just like that is the time frame they're in I just always associate like Alice in Wonderland to either like the steampunk kids or the hot topic goths. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I get it. And I, I love that movie when I was little, but I think it was just like the kids yeah, yeah. that I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah, they they appropriated the the story to the point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, so next I have uh, G I L T. Grandma, I like to talk. <laughs> Grandma, I like to talk. Uh, this is about a woman named Hildy and another woman, I can't remember her name, Trista. I never finished reading that. It was, like I enjoyed it. Um, the idea is that Hildy has is lives in an apartment that has like a door to go through time and you seemingly like 
I don't know, can be within your own body and change things within the past. But there are rules and that's kind of where that goes. Like Hildy's trying to change your life and it starts out with her like wedding day in the 70s. 1973, right? Yeah, actually. (laughs) Hell yeah. I remember Uh, that. November 30th, 1973. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I enjoyed it for the most part. I like, I don't, part of me wants to add it to my pull file, but it's also just like, I don't really need to have another book right now. Yeah. And it didn't, like, it didn't pull me in a whole bunch. I just really liked the idea and I liked the art a lot and I liked the colors and I just, hmm, it was fun. Yeah. Maybe just read the second one off the wall. And if you like it, then add it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we just don't get a lot of books like that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I mean, so I to- liked what I, sorry. No, go ahead. I just, I liked what I read of it. It was just too hectic around the time when I was trying to read it. So I never finished it. And yeah, I meant to do that hectic. today, but I was doing stuff today. I forgot. You work, work life. I'll read it tomorrow. All right. So next we actually have together X-Men read. Heather read this off the wall. Mm-hmm. I I got a copy. I actually really like this a lot. It, yeah, I'm really upset about how much I liked it. Um, I didn't add it. I had no intention of reading it until you said that Chase Magnet said it was really good. So and I trust both of your opinions. So I read it and I was mad uh, about how right he was. <laughs> I was also mad about how right he was. Like, I really, I really liked the art in this book a lot. I also just like really liked the story because it just is delving into a lot of other issues that like aren't necessarily talked about within all of the other books. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of seeing sides playing sides in a very interesting way on Mars and I also hated and also thought it was just like ridiculous that Magneto just built a giant metal castle. He was doing this while talking to the man. He says, I'm not good at interior design, but I can build you a castle. <laughs> like, why a castle? Do you need a castle? With his <laughs> ego? Of course he does. <laughs> um, you- I did. Like I said, I loved that conversation that he has with that man, though, about mm-hmm. having wanting to heal and all that kind of stuff. I just thought it was a very uh, poignant conversation. And I, like I said to you, I also like enjoyed that like fight that Storm is having, mm-hmm. and like with herself about everything that's going on and like her place within everything as well. Yeah, it's um. It, it was a really good issue and I think I might add it. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I might, I might just special order the second one and see, see where it goes, if nothing else. Well, I'm going to be taking off a few X titles probably. So maybe I'll just replace it with X-Men Red. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it because I do want to, I do want to read it. I am curious it was a very strong first issue so I am serious mm-hmm. serious curious to see where exactly it goes and I don't know what's going to be happening 
Okay, me, I go? Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, I have Cult of Icarus. This is issue number two. Um, this is just about uh, a girl who runs into her parents' old friend. Uh, she is she is an orphan. Both of her parents died. She was raised in the system and stuff. So she finds um, a letter or a book, I can't exactly remember, um, from her parents that insists that she goes to this guy that was friends with them and stuff. And she discovers that like vampires are real and all this kind of stuff. And they want something to do with her and the book that she has. So there's like, there's two different stories being told here. It's you follow the girl as she like tries to figure out what exactly she is because she does not respond to vampires in the way that most humans do. And then also follows one of the vampires who is after her and okay. yeah, trying to find her. Um, but you discover what the cult of Icarus is, which is a group of vampires who were on the planet for one specific goal. Um, but yeah, there's like a big reveal at the end there. The art is pretty cool. Um, mostly like I loved this page. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. The, the colors are incredible. It's just like, it's just a vampire story, but I think it's done in, in such a way that like, I don't know. I haven't heard this aspect of the story because like the, I'm going to do a little spoiler here, but it's not like that big of a deal, but her parents were like, one of them was a vampire. One of them was a human. And so she was not supposed to exist. So makes it's, sense. it's fun. I mean, it's, it's fun. There's a little more words than I would prefer for this type of story. Like there's whole ass conversations here that I don't feel like need to be happening, but again, it's still it's still interesting and I, yeah. I enjoy it quite a bit and that's all I have to say about that do you want me to go again I mean I can go next and okay. go. Yeah, yeah. um I have star girl this is by Lucas Mendenoka uh this is a story about a bunch of uh, <laughs> okay I don't I don't know I'll just read this intro and That'll be good enough, right? Defenseless, the solar system has become vulnerable. The great cosmic com combat dissolved the star girls, ending the possibility of control and security. But hope is a flame hard to put out. Now the moon gang seeks to bring hope to the to part of the galaxy, but finds a resistance. Attacks on Saturn's moon revealed the intentions of the, an enemy intergalactic gang. It was about a group of girls trying to save the universe okay this it book looks was really good it like, looks really good stuff. yeah I did I did like that a lot I like the art and colors quite a bit I I honestly could not understand the story at all mm -hmm. and I was giving it my full 110 percent it just did not didn't chaotic. make sense. Yeah, a little chaotic. Just didn't really make sense. I just like I was grasping what was going on, but a lot of the characters look very alike. Mm -hmm. So it was hard for me to like differentiate differentiate between like who was who. Mm -hmm. 
that's, so that's just, very fair. Like so I ages and I got that same feeling. Yeah. So at some points I was like, oh, I, I thought this person was like, cause it's just two groups of like girls fighting against each other. And I was like, oh, I thought this girl was like part of this group, but she's like part of another. It was, yeah, it was bad mm-hmm. on that, on that side, but it was like an enjoyable book overall to look at. Are you going to read the next one? I don't think so, honestly. That's fair. I mean, it's if you're having a hard time understanding what's going on in this one, I don't see it getting any easier. If yeah. The problem is they all kind of look the same. Yeah. And if it's like another $8 book. Ooh, dude, yeah. That's not really worth it. Yeah. So that's fair. Go ahead. Me... Yeah. Okay. You go. Um, I have Batman. This is issue 122. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know what's going on in here because this is part two of Shadow War. I don't, I didn't read part one mm-hmm. because that's that, that book, the other book that's not a Batman book. So I kind of jumped in like not really knowing what was going on because the events that precede this happen in a completely different book. Okay, so, so I, you you have to read the Shadow War before you read that. I so that's kind of shitty though. I don't know if you have to, but I feel like, especially for me, because I don't know much about the history of these these characters within the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So I I I personally should have read it beforehand because then I would know, like, because they they mention things that have like happened in the past and stuff, and I. I don't, I don't know any of this shit. I don't know anything about the ghoul family. Like, I don't, I don't know anything. So that was very confusing for me. But I do think if you have a tenuous grasp on the DC universe, then you'll be fine. Because it does do a decent job of explaining, like, this is exactly what happened beforehand. But also, here's some history, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it was just confusing for me because, again, I just don't know much about these characters at all um so I am going to I think read that probably tomorrow and the other thing that kind of stinks about this is there's there's obviously two stories in it there's like the main story and like a short one in the back but it says this story is going to be continued in Deathstroke Inc number eight Mm -hmm. yeah it's like do it all here it's Deathstroke Robin and Batman Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, the second story is about when um, the hit was put out on Robin, and Deathstroke is trying to kill him. So, I mean, it's a Batman story. Um, it is a different artist from the Abyss storyline, but and it's very different. But also, like, I don't know how to explain it. It was really gritty and gross, and I I loved it. Okay. trying to find there was like one panel of Bruce where they showed him and I was like ew but it's really good like the the face the faces are just like oh, different. Yeah. so I don't know I am gonna go back and read the part one of the shadow war because maybe it'll help me understand what's going on Batman a little better I don't know it's Batman <laughs> do you think you'll get any of the other issues of like the like the Deathstroke or Robin, 
Um, I don't know if I'll buy them, but I think I will like when it, when we get them in, I might read them just to see, mm-hmm. um, because especially the, the last story in the, this Batman, I was very curious to see like what the outcome was going to be. And as much as Deathstroke is a piece of shit, I do enjoy reading about him within these comics so i might just read them i don't know about like getting them right that's also fair yeah and that's okay you ready oh yeah i forgot i have way more than you this week (laughs) uh so next we have wonder woman historia this is issue number two so as you know this is a black label book and we've been i've been waiting for it for a minute but uh, I'll let Heather talk about this for a little bit because I only read about half of it. Um, I will say that I did enjoy the half I read. It was just as strong as the first issue and I I love the art. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am not going to say much to spoil it because I do want you to experience it because like I said, the last maybe like five or six pages, incredible. So this is just following... Hippolyta, is that how you say it? I, I just I went with what I said. Okay. Um, we should have we should have searched it before we started. Yeah. Again, I'm not familiar very much with the DC universe, so I don't know how to pronounce people's names in here. Um, so Hippolyta uh, ends up joining the Amazons, and with with the the okay from Artemis. I was trying to think of like what the word was called. Um, the go ahead um, from Artemis. Um, and they end up saving a, a caravan of women and they are just working on building their own tribe within like the Amazons. So that is pretty much the premise for this one. But as you know, it's all behind the back of the gods so the gods have no idea what is going on with the women of the world and that's all i'm going to say about it because if i say any more it will spoil it um but it's just yeah a group a group of women finding their place within the world all right you take it away dude all right here i go this is me. That's me. Um, this is the Khmerian Hour of the Dragon, issue number two. Um, Conan was usurped from his throne and taken prisoner while everyone within his kingdom thinks that he was actually killed. Um, he manages to escape and now he is going back for revenge. I absolutely love the art in this one. And I know I've mentioned this before for these stories, but like the panel layouts and stuff for them, it's like, it seems like there's a lot going on because there's like a lot of panels. But, but I like, it, I like the way they look. Yeah. Like I like so the good. long and short, short, short. Yeah. Like this, that's one of my favorite things. Like I love the the panel setup and then I love the, the text, like the mm-hmm. way it goes with the story. And there's usually a lot of words and stuff with this. But I think it's because of how the panels are set up, it makes it, it goes by very quickly. 
it doesn't feel like it, I, it's never felt like a chore reading these books because it's very, very interesting. And I actually did read all of this. Let me show you how many pages this is this time. I read all of this. I get a small, small book. It is. It's not done yet. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be three issues for this one. There might be four. I, I don't there's know, four. There's four. There is. Okay. I feel like I remember seeing it on previews that there was four. Okay. No, that is good to know. I never look it up because I like being surprised by it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I love these stories so much. I, I love how gritty they are. How brawn uncensored and yeah. sexual there actually was not anything sexy in this one <laughs> which is like a first for these stories there is like one hot woman who like helps him but she's immediately like here take this sword gotta go and that's no it. fucking today sir no fucking save yourself <laughs> okay I i'm ready okay exit I'll yeah do you want to do me or for you first or either way i mean I don't have much to say about this one, so you can go first. Okay, I'll go first then. Okay, uh, this is Monkey Meat. I don't have much to say about this either. This is issue number four. This just continues the uh, anthology of the Monkey Meat Corporation. And this one, I really liked it, but it also really bummed me out uh, just because the super fan becomes an employee, a, paid, a low paid employee. She uh, helps Thaddeus Lug, who basically goes around and colonizes places within the, within like the island that they own for uh, the Monkey Meat Corporation. Mm -hmm. And he convinces these group of people or this like one, one guy who, I get, I got I wish I remembered the name of them. Sorry, I just want to see. good uh just he's looking for this village that nobody can find and he convinces one of the people who lives there to like show them and is like oh nothing bad will happen and then and it just gets destroyed and it <laughs> just really bummed me out yeah are you so is every single one of those issues like different yeah it's like you could just like pick one up off the wall and read it okay. because it's just like here's a story within this island that the monkey meat corporation owns, but there are like overarching aspects of it, but you don't necessarily have to be familiar with any of those like overarching aspects. Cause it kind of just like jumps you in. Okay. I feel like I remember you saying that like at the second issue, like it was different from the first one, but it was like the same, like, mm -hmm. So. yeah yeah okay and I like I really really like it and it I think it's really poignant in what it's saying and I think it says what it's saying in such a like a somewhat silly way mm -hmm. like this issue there's just like a lot going on and it's very bright and like kind of chaotic but it's also just like I said I was just like really bummed out when it was just like yeah. well nothing's gonna happen and then it's just like they get to this village and it's just like it's like fire and brimstone of course 
no one can have anything nice. Yeah. So that's, that's all I have to say about that. But I really do like, I think this book is really worth reading a hundred percent. Like the art alone is like very, very good and is super dynamic all across the board throughout each issue. Um, and the stories are really also just like varying in what they're like who they're looking at like what they're saying Mm -hmm. though they're all saying the same sort of thing right okay I'll have to check that out you did say that you really enjoyed that first one too so Mm -hmm. and I can see like why people don't like it but jokes on them (laughs) am I foolish (laughs) (laughs) eggs on your face this time All right. Um, I have Follow Me Into the Darkness. This is issue number two. You know, I think I might take this off my poll. Um, While I do still enjoy it, I just don't, I'm not very interested in it anymore. Um, It's just uh, about a group of people who gain superpowers after Halley's Comet flies over Earth. Um, there are two groups of people who get power, good people, bad people. It's for you to decide which one is which. Um, and they're battling. It's like a war between those two groups of people. Um, you do get to know each of the people within the group very, very well. and. You know, I don't normally like like black and white art, but the way that they do the art in this story is so interesting because it's like not just black and white, it's like negative space. Yeah. Which is like really, really cool. So yeah, I do really I do still enjoy it, but I, I just feel like the story is very um not even dense, just kind of like drawn out. Um so I don't know. I, I might, I might keep up with it. I'll, I'm going to read the third one for sure. I think there's only going to be like four or five issues anyway. So it's not like I'm going to be in it forever. I can't I just, remember how long was the first story arc. It was five. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I think that this one would also be five, but I also don't know, like, if it is five, is there going to be another story arc? Like, is there just, are they going to keep doing it? I don't know. So. Was it enough within the first story arc, you think, or? Um, in a sense, yeah. Uh, like the first one was just like it, explaining the situation and how they got it. And it like references a war that is happening or is going to happen if they don't mm-hmm. do something. So it, this is in a way necessary for the story, but at the same time, again, like, I'm just not, I'm not very interested in it. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, the first story arc was enough, but I, I know, understand why people would want to continue reading it because this is what is happening. Okay. Well, yes. Fulfills the rest of it. Right. Right. So yeah. All right. It's good, but it's just not really for me anymore. I get that. All right. So new masters. Yes. This is issue number three. Number three. And there is a heist. Yep. Um, imagine Ocean's Eleven in space. Yeah, kind of. That's what. That's the feeling that I got. Like the whole. It time. did have those beats of just like, here's what this person has to be doing. Here's how we're yep. gonna pull it off, and then like, this is how it went sideways. 
Yeah. And the, when the heist is happening in my head, I just heard the music too. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn dude. It was, uh, it was good. I do really, really like the story. Um, and I like, it does explain a little bit more about the conflict between the two groups of people, yeah. like the earthers and then, um, Jovians. Yeah. So, so the people from Jupiter. Yes. Yes. So you get a little bit more background on that and you also get, um, the, the main characters, the parents, they accept the, the heist that they have to pull off, but with conditions that they get passes for the whole family so that they are able to leave, which was the main reason why they are doing the scavenging and stuff and all of the odd jobs is so they can get those for their family. So with this, they get, they should be getting everything that they need in order to leave together. Yeah, I really like, I really like the way the story is like developing quite a bit. I think it's like really built upon itself in a very like interesting way, in a very like solid way, gave itself like really good bones and it's just like built itself up in such like a, it's just good. I I love the art for it because Mm -hmm. it's like, it's cartoony in a way, but it's also these people look real, like they're the exaggerations of like some of their facial expressions and I don't know it's very enjoyable to read this kind of story with this kind of art it all fits together very well agreed agreed (laughs) you go yeah I just like I, I, I I wish more people would read this book I think it's like I think that first issue was a little confusing and could have been like off-putting mm-hmm. but as like a whole the story has just been so good I do think like um <clears throat> I, I do agree with that and I in a way I do understand why it's hard for some people to like get into but I the thing that at least has helped me is the notes in the back the, mm-hmm. the world of new masters it really goes into explaining like in the second issue when it fully explains like what the world is and how it was created and what the conflict is between all these people like it does help to read that kind of and it's not a lot to read it's it's like builds upon the story yeah and this one the the notes in the back are really good because it goes into explaining like the different i don't know people and stuff so Mm. it is a good little uh, addition to the story that you're getting that every issue has a little bit of history about what you're reading yeah so I also wish more people would read it because it's it's just a very solid story yeah all right I think it's your turn okay then it's my turn (laughs) uh I have Black Widow this is issue number 15 this is the last one did not know it was the last issue until the end. <laughs> um, kind of sucks in a weird yeah. way, I think. Yeah, this is... I feel like it, a fair warning would have been nice. Yeah, it says, our legendary run is ending for now. That was how it ended. Well, I, I discovered it ended when it ended by saying the end instead of to be continued. Um, but this issue... Um, concludes the battle between Black Widow and the Living Sword. Um, we figure out who Apoji, and I never know if I'm saying that name right. We figured out 
where he has been this whole time and he was the whole cause of everything that's been going on in this series um we find out what happened to him like where he's been this whole time and how natasha um deals with him and then yeah just a lot of teamwork in this um of course we have the spread yeah. in every single issue there it is very good uh and in the middle you have melina fixing herself <laughs> which i thought was very funny yeah um you got a really 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 good scene with hawkeye and black widow which choked me up a little bit very sweet and then you have like a nice little conclusion for bucky and natasha i know you're like gonna put, take this off your pole anyway but like how do you feel about it ending like I thought it was a fine ending. Yeah, but <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, I don't know. You thought it was a fine ending, but, like, could it have continued? Do you think that would have, like, been fine, too? Like, not uh, with that story, but just, like, no, a new story? I think it ended where it should have, because for a while it did. I, I lost interest just because it just felt like filler a lot mm-hmm. of the time like while well, every single issue it, like moonlight in a way where every single issue like something big happens but it just doesn't feel like anything is really happening you know yeah. like that's that's kind of what black widow felt like and i think that this was the perfect place to end it because it ties up all of the loose ends and that's it it was just a nice little black widow story and maybe i would like if I had read it in trade, it might have made more sense that way rather than waiting for every single issue to come out. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten as bored with it as I did. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even say bored. I it just like didn't keep my attention most of the time. So I don't know. The art was incredible though. I love love the artist for it. And I did like the story, but I just if it comes back, I won't read it. All right. I won't continue it so I just this is all I needed from it and that's it not to say that it was it wasn't bad it wasn't bad at all yeah I know I just thought like I know that some people were upset about the abrupt ending so I wasn't sure like how you you personally felt about it and I suppose it like is all also like like subjective to the person who's reading right well and see I think that's why I was just kind of like it was very abrupt. Like I had no idea that was going to be the last issue until I got to the very end, but it wasn't, I didn't care so much because I was kind of on the fence about whether mm-hmm. or not I wanted to continue reading it anyway. So it was fine for, it worked out for me just fine, but I don't know. It's, you know, like I said, I, if it does end up coming back for like another story arc, I probably won't read it. I got what I wanted from it. Okay. That's uh, me, right? Mm-hmm. all right so i have batman killing time this is issue number two uh this is the new tom king batman book i i i still like super enjoy the narration i really like this book i think it's like it's a really good i can't figure out like what quite is going on because it like flashes back between um sorry like uh 1157 BC like it's April 1150 CBC and then uh March 4th like 3,000 years later 
Okay. So it like flips back and forth between like those time frames and the BC stuff obviously has to deal with whatever uh, the Joker and Catwoman have stolen. And somehow that is also connected to Batman or he at least knows like the significance of like the object that they have stolen. Right. Okay. Me? as a dumb a dummy i do not it's like tom king is challenging me right now um okay so i've heard because it's a situation where it's like what's 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 like what is this object right um i did not read this one i did read the first one but i have heard many different opinions on how it's going so far now with the knowledge that you do not have of this item that they stole, are you invested in the story? I mean, I don't know what that means because the story is not like something to be invested in. Are you interested? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it's like, it's intriguing because you don't know. Okay. So it's yeah a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery because it's like, what did they steal? What is its what is it what is its significance? Sorry, I tried to put those all together too fast. And what is its connect like what's its connection to Batman and the past? Like, what are all of these things doing? Because it is obviously intertwined why else tell any of these stories and the way like the way the time jumps is kind of like abrupt within the story but it it obviously all makes sense I think in the long run okay okay did you enjoy it more than the first one or like less I don't I think about the same. It's hard to describe because like I said, it's just like, it's, it's different. Like that's the only way to describe it is it's, it's different. I don't know. Just different. Yeah. And how many issues is this? Six. Six. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I personally really like it. I really, I, I do personally, like, I, I really like the narration because the narration is also like what sets up the story what different differentiates between the time changes and just like flows the story together so you have such a like an interesting like it does a very good job of like here's the narration here are the word bubbles how they fit in here's more narration like the flow is like very very good I just Mm -hmm. I feel like every time Tom King puts a book together like that's one (laughs) Like, you know, I, his craft is always so good. I will mm-hmm. always say that like him and like his creative teams work so well together and put together just a really well put together book that just like seamlessly goes together. Even, even Strange Adventures, mm-hmm. a book that <laughs> I did not like at all, like the flow of it and the craft of it was so well done because of like the different art and the like also the narration and the flow of the story it's like yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good story to me personally 
Right, or, but it was or, crafted. Yeah, it was crafted really well. And like the idea of like, yeah. So I, I do have a lot of respect for Tom King for this. Like this might disappoint me, but like it's only six issues and fuck it, man. It doesn't matter. And like I, I've said before and I've said to a lot of customers, it reminds me a lot of just like a little story arc within like his own Batman run. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, every single Tom King story that we have read since Mr. Miracle, we've always said like, it didn't need to be 12 issues. He could have just done it in six, like he could have done it in half. So Mm -hmm. this is like perfect because it's not- Did he listen to us personally? He had to have. Everyone listens to our podcast. So I I feel like, you know, this, this, that's one of the things that I was going to ask you is like, it- you are interested and it's because he's putting it all out there like right away rather than like spreading it out within the 12 issues and making it unnecessarily long yeah for no reason but yeah with it just being six issues you just get the story that you've been waiting for so that's really cool yeah and I think that's something I also enjoyed about his like Tom or Tom King run his Batman the Tom King run the Batman run is because a lot of those like stories and those little things were like six issues, six to four issues. So it's just like quick, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I do like Mr. Miracle, definitely 12 issues, strange adventures. Six probably would have been enough. Rorschach six would have been enough. Like it is finding that sweet spot and not necessarily needing to draw like the book out time will tell like the next issue I think will really drive home how how it goes right it has to like it has to give that ground of it's the third issue it's halfway there so like it really has to give you what you need from it yeah I need at least another piece of like telling me what the fuck is happening right there he's gonna save it all for the very last issue and then be like here's the reveal that's your fault for thinking you could do this in six issues. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah, look at this terrible, terrible yeah. staple job. Look this at that. Bad stuff. Okay, so this is Moon Knight. This is issue number 10. And yeah, we did do a weird order here. We, I think we're leaving off with one of the weakest books of the week. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think this just continues to be exactly what this run has been just kind of like a little blip it does over arc and everything that is happening but it also just felt very anticlimactic yes very very much so the reveal at least was just like okay that was it yeah that, that was it and then I did like the end half with Waxman, but mm-hmm. there was one page where I just loved the art so much in it. Oh yeah, this one. Yeah, I was actually just looking at that page, and like yeah. even the next page where Waxman's yeah. in the 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 concrete, like. And I loved this, like just the use of like color colors. In this book yeah. is absolutely incredible, and the, the the colors, yeah. And the story itself is good, but I know we've mentioned this so many times. It just feels like nothing is really happening when something happens. Like the way that the story is told per issue is just like, it's just 
dragging it out for no reason. It feels chaotic, but not in the way it should be. Yeah. Like, like to me, it feels like they're trying to do um, Sopranos. <laughs> where he's talking to his therapist and then like between all of that there's other stuff going on so but I don't know it's it's just done in a yeah it's just a a, done in a very strange way and it's like I've said with multiple books today it's not that it's bad because it's it's not bad it's really good it's just a very different way of telling the story Mm -hmm. well and I we recently had like a customer come in who was like well I want to like get on mood night. Like what would be good, like a good starting point, like soon. And it's just like, I don't, it's hard with this book because yeah, there's like that synopsis in the front. And I suppose you could read that and kind of be fine on your way in, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's so many like little aspects that they've introduced within these 10 issues. It's just like, well, I don't know what's like most important to you when you're trying to start within this moon night run like yeah. i mean i would you know pick up the trade because <laughs> like there's the zodiac stuff and the zodiac stuff like over arcs and right yeah it is it yeah is... but it's still so like staccatoed yeah i didn't even think about it that way like someone asking where would you start like as and i'm reading the book like yeah. that was like the worst part is like i'm reading the book and i don't know where you should start like i yeah. Part of me is like, yeah, just go in there. You're fine. But it felt like at least these like issue nine and 10 were going to connect a little more. Mm-hmm. And they did not connect as much as I thought they would. No, not not really at all. Because I had no idea like what what he was talking about in this. I was like, what do you what do you mean? Where is she? She's right there. Like, where did that come from? I did. I, that aspect of the book I did enjoy because it, it did flip the script in such a way that it was confusing and it was, yeah. suppo- and it was supposed to be. So I think yeah, that was like, out of nowhere. I was just like, where, wh- wh- why is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I had to like, keep flipping back was like, I did, I miss something. Yeah. And it, it was, so it wasn't weird. that yeah and it wasn't that like you had missed anything it was just that like he had been telling the story with you Mm -hmm. and with her and then he like and then you were in this world where he was just like straight talking to her without her without yeah it was good it confused the shit out of me yeah no it was definitely something where I was like what what and then she kept saying what and I was like well am I supposed to understand or like who's supposed to be understanding what's going on right now he's speaking in riddles (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like it's it's good it's also it's hard to tell where you should start if you're gonna read it I do feel like reading it from the beginning would be nice because there are very important things that happen throughout the whole entire series yeah I don't I just don't know how I just don't know how long they can like keep going. Like, I don't know if it's a series that's going to end after 12 issues, if they're just going to keep trying to do it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how sustainable that's going to be because I know that recently a lot of people have started reading it and it's because of the show, but Mm -hmm. like, I just don't, I, it's a very strange way to tell the story and I don't know 
how it's, I don't know, the longevity of it just doesn't, doesn't yeah, really make any sense. Yeah. Cause it's just not like cohesive enough. Right. Yeah. And I suppose like after this, you can start a new like enemy line, but it, but I would need like a solid, solid one where the story arc is about that and not about like several different things with like one thing that is overarching and then you it's kind of mentioned in each one mm-hmm. but there's so many it's I don't know it's very chaotic which I guess makes sense for Moon Knight but I just I want like a solid one enemy storyline I don't want to be confused about where the woman is like I just <laughs> I need to know where the woman Give is it to me. <laughs> uh all right that's all we have that's it okay um so let's wind it on up you're gonna go support your local comic book shop you're gonna support your local libraries if anything bad is happening in your like state you're gonna speak up about it abortion bans trans laws lgbtq shit voting rights just I don't know, email, call somebody. I don't give a shit. Just do something. Mm-hmm. Donate money, whatever you possibly can do. Um, support your friends, take care of each other because we're all we have. Uh, thank you for listening to us because we are all so chaotic. I never know what we're saying. And I always appreciate anyone who listens to us. Sam Stark. I know you're listening to us right now and I appreciate every time you, you tell us it means a ton, uh, Heather, anything. If you have a dog, um, tell your dog that you love them and give them a lot of hugs because if you are in a bad situation, mentally, emotionally, whatever, you can always rely on your dog to be there for you as well. So be there for it. Um, yeah, that's just basically falls in line with the take care of your friends, love your friends, all that kind of stuff. Just, I don't want anyone to forget their dogs. Be a good person. Yeah. I always say, like, yeah. just do good, be good do by one another. That would make your future self proud. Yeah. You're 2099 self proud if you're in the Marvel universe. So when you look back on when you're in this moment, you can say, hmm, I did a good thing. <laughs> All right. We love you. Thank you for listening to us. And we'll see you on the the flippity flop, flip flop, flop, flip flop. Goodbye. We love you.